Blog Talk Radio. Talk about his own eight fingers. 
But I'll just say this, man. It's, 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 I, I like to say, me being a Knicks fan, lifelong Knicks fan, I like to say it's hard being a Knicks fan. But I imagine it's even harder being a Cincinnati Bengals fan. It's, it's, I mean, you got, you, y'all, if, if, if y'all only could live to spend a few days here, maybe, a, maybe 48 hours here around the time of the season, you can just tell, you can see the responders get loyal fan base, you know, but again, owner Mike Brown, he continuously, like, bludgeons his fan base to death with mind-blowing, cheap-ass decisions, you know, holding on to coaches way too long, i.e. Marvin Lewis, and bringing in questionable coaches, i.e. Zach Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just because guys hang out with um, – with uh, with uh, with Sean McVay, the Rams head coach, they've become the flavor of the month. So uh, go figure. But nevertheless, um, I just saw um, uh, the uh, defensive coordinator of uh, the Arizona Cardinals right now just say the the F word. <laughs> he mouthed it out. Um, but anyway, uh, it's it, it's just crazy how Mike Brown does Bengals fans like. Pretty much since the end of the eighties, when when he took over from his dad, Paul Brown, uh, the great Paul Brown, I should say. So we'll get into more on that next week. But all I got to say about that is, as a Steelers fan living in Cincinnati, Ohio, it is funny as hell this time of the season. It, it just cracks me up because more times than not, they've come up new ways to come up, find new ways to come up short. And this year, being O and A and Light, the light being so far in the tunnel, it's, you know, along with you know, along with other with, with other taking teams such as the Dolphins, the Jets, and and, and yeah, most of those two teams. I just I still I still think of that. I, I really do. But I would say it'll get better. But I'm a fan, so who the hell am I kidding? Uh, <laughs> so, but we'll get more than that next week, Andre. Comes back on and hopefully he'll be on the full mend and uh, things will be okay so he can just go off in the center. So I stay for that time. Um, you know, there's not much going on in the NFL. I mean, you got trades. You know, we were mentioning them like several weeks ago. And plus, my Steelers, speaking of which, I, I can't really talk too much shit because, and yes, I know injuries are part of the game. You know, Big Sam being out uh, the rest of the rest of the men this season because of his bad elbow and a non-contact injury. And he's been he was sticking up the joint this year anyway. So I mean, maybe it's just about subtraction. I don't know, but it, it just seems like we are going nowhere fast. You know, I want to believe in Jason Rudolph. I know he's in the second year, but I mean the way. We came from behind, had to come from behind to beat the damn Dolphins. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I know we scored 27 at the points. I know we fell unfortunate. But the point is, we fell down 14 and to the fucking Dolphins on Monday night at home. So, Mike Brown, I'm looking at you, bro. I'm looking at you. But nevertheless, it's, I don't have much to cheer about this year. Yeah, I know the AFC is mediocre at best. Yeah, I know it's a two-team race. At the top with um, with New England and perhaps maybe Baltimore. I know that uh, I was going to say Kansas City, but you know, of course, uh, 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 Mahomes is out with an injury right now, and maybe back in a couple of weeks. 
Um, they're still a wet oil machine as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, you know, the, I'm not really sold on the Ravens' defense, really. But I, I just don't like our chances to steal a chance. And, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's a long season. It's a, you know, we, we're seven games in, got nine more to go, and we're in the midst of a homestand right now. But, you know, with the Indianapolis coach this week and um, the Rams next the following week, I think, I just don't know. If we can get the, get the five and four, I just stress because we play Cleveland as well. So if we get the five and four, I'll, I'll feel much better, even though most of our games are on the road the second half of the season. But still, I, I don't have much to cheer about this season, to be honest with y'all. And quite frankly, I'm just waiting to be over right now. So we'll see. Uh, but at any rate, um, I want to get to the NBA. I don't know if y'all saw. Like Joel and B, they caught in his house go down last night. But basically, both of them were, I would say, going jockeying for position for a rebound. And then they got tangled up, and one thing led to another. Well, you know what? Caught in his house, picked up MB, picked up MB, like waist slammed him to the ground. And, you know, Ben Simmons jumped in and put his, like, his form to his <laughs> to the back of dude's neck when he's on the ground and MMA style and it's just it's just a whole lot of hilariousness. But this has been going on, this has been brewing on social media, you know, ever since like ever since a, a group of GMs said that um they would start their team with most of them would say they start they would start their team, building the team with, with towns and then Joe and B and B took Exception to it, which you know is understandable. I mean, he has pride. He's a competitor. I mean, the national professional athlete is hella fine competitor, but uh, but still, I, I mean, it's just it was just it's just funny as hell to watch. I mean, Embiid is really savage on social media. He do the savage, and he's similar to Dwight Howard. He likes to have fun. He doesn't take basketball too serious in terms of life. It's not life or death. But a big difference between he and uh, between him and, and Howard is that Embiid is actually very tough. He'll post your ass up. He get get his own shot. He can take you down. He can break it down off the perimeter. And he's like the fight guy. He will get you under your skin. He's not afraid to be. He's very confrontational. He's not afraid of some scrapping. So I gotta give him props there. I mean, much respect to him. But but you know what? I'm proud of Cardi Towns for this. I mean, he's been blamed, accused of being soft across the league, whether it's fair or not. And I think dude just got to a point where he just had enough. You know, because you know that people have been talking about him being soft. And and, and, and here's another wrinkle, by the way. You know, MB played with a guy last season who's forced his way out of Minnesota. Because of it, there because of the perceived soft softness of Towns and Andrew Wiggins, by the way, and that is and that was uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. So you know Butler was been talking. You know that he he being and being heard uh, 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 Butler talk about them as far as you know because you know he had to ask him why what happened you know what the hell happened in Minnesota why why didn't it, didn't it work out and whatnot and you know Butler had to be talking that shit about. 
the, the Timberwolves most likely, I mean, most notably, rather, Towns and Wiggins. And so, I mean, that only sends you into that particular fire that, you know, <laughs> you know, the NBA can get under his skin. And NBA has been needling him, right, for the past few seasons because, again, in part of the, the GM survey thing that, that most would take, would take um, Towns, start the team with, with Towns. So, anyway, look, I'm all for the pettiness. I'm all for the excitement because they have more excitement to this NBA season, which is already going to be exciting because, you know, it's so damn wide open for a change. And which, which because, you know, Golden State doesn't have the, uh, the top two, two of the top ten players on this, on this, on this roster in, in, anymore. But how do you have to like, like, uh, like it to Golden State? In it? I mean, you, you're going from – Excuse me. Having um, like three titles in four seasons, so I lose the title last year, and, and from starting with injuries to uh, um, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, to this year with Steph Curry breaking his hand on his, his not shooting the hand, his left hand on an awkward fall last night against Phoenix. If that's not Snicks, but I don't know what is. But I mean, shoot, I mean as a Knicks fan, I would take Snicks Benton. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's because hell, they haven't won a title. They haven't won a title since the year I was born, and technically, I wasn't born. You know, my birthday is in September. They won the title in May of '73, if I'm not mistaken. So I wasn't even alive. I was in the I was in the oven, so to speak. But I wasn't alive. So yeah, you know, I, you know, even though the glorious '90s with us contending for the Eastern Conference crown, but thanks to one Michael Jordan be putting our asses out, it's, it's, it's just, look, I would take that mediocrity. I would take that snake business from Golden State if that, if that meant three titles in five years. So, but still, it's just crazy what's happening to Golden State. And it's crazy what's happening in the NBA right now, you know. So, uh, yeah. So, it's, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Um but NBA action, that makes it more, even more fantastic, being that it's, you know, wide open and NBA still getting under cat skin and, and more pettiness about. Uh, I'm going to close out the podcast. We'll talk a little bit about NCAA finally coming around to being open to allowing athletes to 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 profit off of the, the likeness, the, the use of the, the likeness and whatnot. Um, so basically – the NCAA, like in case you missed it, and most of y'all didn't, but they they voted unanimously this this like Tuesday to start the process of modifying this rule to allow college athletes to profit from their names, images, and likenesses, quote, in a manner consistent with the collegiate model, whatever the hell that means. So what's going to happen is the board directed the three separate divisions of the organization of the NCAA organization to immediately begin figuring out how to update the rules in a way that maintains the distinction between college and professional sports. Let me translate that for y'all. They don't know what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> because you have, like, okay, California recently signed the bill into law allowing, I think it's called a fair play to, to, pay, play to pay at. Um, I just Noticing uh, some dude from San Francisco, like, like muffing a touchdown catch, 
should be benched for that. Um, you know, this this have this allows this allows the student athletes in Fed California to profit off their likeness. And and other legislation that's being proposed in places like Florida, New York, um, yeah. And so it's only gonna spread from state to state, especially in hot especially in recruiting hotbeds across the South. So set the likes of Alabama, but typically typical um Red states to go along with it, like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, Georgia. You know the hotbeds. Do do recruited hotbeds across the country, like like in this country, and you know it's going to become a me. It's going to do a lot to competitiveness in terms of like recruiting, because if I would recruit right, and say like if we hold server right now with um possibly um. Um, uh, uh, like uh, Florida and New York coming, New York State coming on board. If I'm an athlete, a student athlete in, 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 in high school, looking at colleges, I'm looking at colleges in California, Florida, and New York because those states will allow me to 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 make money off of my likeness and 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 images. So that means if if I'm in, a, in, 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 in like say hell I don't know UCLA since you use California UCLA if um if I'm if I'm in a bookstore and I see like when I play football right if I would see like my number number like I don't know eighty five in the bookstore normally those jerseys would not have their names on the back but we all know that the eighty five in that example would be me would be my number. So that will allow me to profit whatever sales come they the store makes or the school makes off of selling jerseys and whatnot. That would be cool. Or better yet, if they were to use my my images on programs, right? That they that they ought to give out or sell at stadiums, I can get a chunk of that change, and even like uh, 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 autographs. And you know, back when EA Sports had this NCAA game. A football game that will that that will allow me to capitalize money making money off of that, and let's extrapolate that to other schools. Like if you're at Clemson University and you see orange number sixteen jerseys in the bookstore without the name on the back of the jersey, we all know that Trevor Lawrence. So why? So that will allow Trevor Lawrence to actually uh, profit off of that. And good for them. Um, and, and also, you know, if, 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 if you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and if you see number crimson jerseys like with the number two on the back, um, they, you would know that's, that's Tua. I can't pronounce the last name. So I say Tua. Well, I like to call him double T because his last name starts with, with a T, Tuagavalova, wherever you pronounce his name, um, you know, to profit off of that. You know, or if you were at Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma, and you see number, two, I think it's, it's the, uh, number two jersey, you would you know that's Jalen Hurts, and so on and so forth. So, so like, like so the point is, is that, um, it's, it's, you know, is that this allows these student athletes to profit off of that. And even if you had UConn, University of Connecticut, the basketball squad, 
it will allow the ladies if you talk about what about talent line, it will allow the ladies to profit off of that as well because there are some major universities who have big time basketball women's basketball programs. Not only UConn but Baylor, now Louisville, uh, um, Notre Dame, um, I think Syracuse, um, and, and and some other places. So you know it's about time that NCAA is allowing this to happen. But the fact that they are trying to figure this out to maintain the distinction between college and professional sports, as I read that quote again, and also the board, it's one more tidbit, that the board wants each division to implement new rules by January 2021. That tells you they don't know what the hell they're doing. David. And look, I know that they're giving themselves the time. That's what they're going to tell us. And everything, I think it's going to be an 11th hour kind of thing. Um, I should, should, should say the 23rd hour kind of thing. Um, but I'm just skeptical of the NCAA doing right by these athletes, the men athletes, mostly. I mean, at least they are pledging to, 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 to do something. Because here's what I think is going to happen. The NCAA says cat. I think the major college, the major universities, i.e. the Power Five, will say, bump this bleep and just separate from the NCAA altogether. Because the NCAA, they make money off of the NCAA tournament and whatnot, and, but, and they get money from that. But college football, they don't get any of that money. And that's all, that's straight, let's go straight to the universities. And, and you know, I, I think that if it comes down to it, and it's, and it's going to affect recruiting at the major schools that, whose states do not have that, legis- that legislation that California and now Florida is about to have, and maybe New York State as well, they're going to say, look, y'all need to do something. And if they don't do anything fast, they think they're going to separate them from this community altogether. They're going to be left with the Olympic sports, I guess. Um, so we'll see. Again, I know that the information is the right thing. I know that the board chair, Michelle Drake, said, quote, we must place change to provide the best possible experience for college athletes and whatnot. I get that they're trying to be transparent. With their words, quote, transparent, focused, and enforceable as far as the rules. But, yeah, I, I'll see when that shit happens. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't trust the information that <laughs> they're actually the right thing right away. But you know what? At least it's starting. So as long as they're starting the process, again, that deadline is January 2021. It gives them ample time to take us on to come with some ideas. After all, there's folks with very smart people in that room. And though we had a black bag on the today, but uh, it's new times. New times. It's a new. It's a new day in the today, and it's all collegiate sports. All right, y'all. I think I said what I got to say tonight. <laughs> I'm still recovering from trick-or-treating with the kids in this frigid-ass weather. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. It's a clown hour. It's your boy, Scott Burke, signing off. Oh, shit. Yes.